Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our lesson that I'll be preaching on today is from 1 John 4. I want to read it again. It's very short. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. Recall from last week the definition of God's love. It is not an abstract concept, as it is often turned into nowadays. Love is this abstract sort of idea. But rather, God's love is a concrete act. It's the act of Jesus Christ dying on the cross as a propitiation for your sins. That is love. Never let love be separated from this act of Christ, or we risk losing the proper definition of it. Since we know the true definition of love, John enjoins us to love one another. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that We abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. There's a danger in misunderstanding this passage. It kind of sounds like we have to get busy loving others. In other words, we, we are prone to sort of take this as law. If we don't, if we don't get busy loving others, then it must mean that we don't have God's spirit. Do you see that? I mean, when you heard this passage, did that occur to you? It might have. I mean, it might give you a moment of grave concern (laughs) as you think, am I numbered among the elect? I mean, I love others, especially those in the church, as best I can. Is that good enough? Do I love good enough? course, it's God's desire that we love one another, especially within the church. And that's what John is saying when he says we also ought to love one another. But he is not laying down a new law to follow. Rather, he's telling us that love is a gift from God. Both the love that we receive from God and the love that we share with others. They are both gifts from God and are worked by God's very presence in the believer. John says, we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Notice the concrete terms here. The church is a witness to the divinity of Jesus Christ and his saving work. From the very beginning, that's what defined the church was their testimony that this man, Jesus of Nazareth, is the Christ. 
on the basis of that witness, which has been passed down through the apostolic writings, in other words, through God's word, we are able to make the bold confession of Christ. And John says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. In other words, God's abiding in you is not based on your ability to love. His presence in you is not a result of the wonderful way that you love others. That's good news for all of us because we all fall short of this, (laughs) of loving others. His presence with you is assured based on the confession of Christ. And we see this elsewhere in Romans 10. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's the confession of Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior that testifies to your salvation. Not how how good you are at loving others. Paul also wrote uh, to the Corinthians, Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Does that sound familiar, guys? It's one of your memory verses. If you're looking for reassurance that you're God's beloved child, you don't look within your own heart. You don't look at the subjective feelings that you might have. You don't look at your ability to fulfill the law's demands. In other words, you don't look and say, well, I don't feel like I'm loving my neighbors as much as I ought. There must be something missing in me. No. You have a sin nature that you have to contend with. But but when it comes to God's abiding presence with you, it is objectively true. To those who confess Christ, you have God with you. It is not a, it's not a question. It's not something you should be searching your heart to determine. Is, am I a believer? No, if you have the confession of Christ, if you make the confession of Christ, you are a believer. So you look to the certain word of God. Do you confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? Then you are a child of God. Now that we understand that correctly, should we move on to the portion of this homily where I tell you all that you need to get busy doing in order to love others? I don't think so. I will repeat what John said. We ought to love one another. And in saying that, I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. We know that. We know we ought to love one another. This isn't a a demand of the law that we do this. This is a a gift of God that we can do this, that we may do this. Let's look at this a different way. The law of God can be summarized thus. Love God, love neighbor. Easy peasy. (laughs) Of course, it's not. Our ability to keep the law can be summarized this way. I was going to say close, but no cigar, but it's more like not even close, no cigar. You're not even 
close. You don't even come close. Even you super pious people who are here on a Wednesday night, you still don't come close to fulfilling the law's demands. We fail at every level to love as we ought to. And for this reason, you would be lost to perdition, lost under the righteous judgment of God. However, because of God's, because of God's, not our love for one another, but because of God's unsurpassable love for you, he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. And again, not in a vague way, but very specifically, to be the propitiation for your sins. That is the very definition of God's love. It's right there on the cross. Jesus Christ dying on the cross for your sins. That is the definition of God's love. He has redeemed you. You confess that Christ has come in the flesh. You confess that Christ is your Savior. And John says, he has given you of his spirit. Yes, God abides in you. This passage says that God the Father loves you. It says that God the Son has given himself as a ransom for you. And it says that God the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in you. To close, I will repeat what I said last week. In Christ, you are set free to love others. Not because you must, but because you can. Because that is who you are in Christ. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.